What are the expectations for Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson going forward now that his suspension is over? What about the Rams and how many first round picks should it take? Are you willing to spend on a Super Bowl championship if it means there are lean, very lean years to come? Those questions and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson Mailbag. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL. That's where most of these questions are coming from on Twitter. Say hi to us and get involved in these mailbags every single week on PNW. Thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got some interesting questions in the hopper today, Matt. Um, some about the second half of the year, some looking back, and some looking into the deep future of 2023 and be like um, questions about Sean Payton. What teams makes the most sense? What team would you be going after if you were a hot commodity head coach in the offseason? But I want to start with a question from our friend Izaz, who is a frequent listener of the show. Appreciate everybody out there who got in questions, whether we get to your question or not. Really uh, appreciate all the engagement every single week and all of the uh, listeners every day here. And this is a tie into yesterday's conversation. We ended the show talking about, about the top of the NFL draft and what it was looking like and some of the traded draft picks. And there were some questions about Russell Wilson, but this one's specifically about the Rams. And it's really interesting. It got me thinking even more beyond this question. But uh, he says everyone in the NFL world is okay with the Rams winning it all at the expense of some dark years ahead. I think back to the 2011 Giants who won it all and then sucked for a decade. It's excruciating for a fan base. Super Bowl euphoria dies down sooner than people think. I think it's a really interesting topic because most people would say Rams got a ring and that's what it's all about. Good job. Doesn't really matter anything else. I have a couple of questions here. Do you think he's right? I think he might be onto something with Super Bowl euphoria dying down potentially sooner than people think. Like, do you think Rams fans are cool that the team is terrible right now and don't have any picks to make themselves better into next year? It's an interesting topic, and we could go on and on about it. I mean, I believe some owners have one goal, and I know we're not talking about ownership, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, we want to be the best, and whatever it takes, it's worth it. I'm in that category. And for the Rams, if you suck for two decades and it costs you a hundred draft picks, you did, you climbed the mountain. Because I don't know that the average fan realizes how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. You need luck. You need, you know, the right matchups in the postseason. The best team usually or often doesn't even win. The, 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 to be able to do that is the Mecca to me. I also think that there's maybe 10 to half the owners that would much rather just be competitive every year. You know, put fans in the seats. That's better for business. Don't bottom out. Um, and I'm sure fan bases reflect that the same way. For me, it's win the whole thing no matter what it costs. And even if that means being terrible for the next 10 years, it's worth it. But most teams that try that don't win. Yeah, I mean, the Saints went all in. I mean, most of these teams don't achieve that. Yeah, and we're seeing that right now with the Saints. Right. And 
We're seeing it right now with the Denver Broncos. They spent a lot to get that quarterback. That's what they needed. And things look as bad or worse than they already did before they made all of these trades. Right. Right. Uh, But for the Rams, they won. So how many first round picks is it? Is it worth to you, Matt? Like, is, are you okay with not drafting a first round pick from 2016 through 2024 or whatever it is? And you win one, but what if the Rams really fall apart and that roster could be really bad and you're bad for a really t- long time? I think about a team, ba- a fan base like the Lions or the Jets. Mm-hmm. Was all Were all those years of losing worth it if they win one in a couple of years and then they don't win again? Because I would like I, to hear from that fan base because you and yeah. I don't understand that. We well, have a lot I'm, of trophies. <laughs> you know see, what I, mean? I would lean toward, because you, you talked about being competitive. Are you talking about a team that's 500? Or are you talking about the Steelers or the... You know, the because I, to me, w- if you are legitimately competitive, then you just have just as good of a shot most years as winning a Super Bowl as that team that goes all in. But you still have a, a better shot than that team that goes all in all the other years, too. So I'd much rather be a fan of the Steelers, right? That is just that always the Rams pretty good and always competitive, even though the Rams are the team that hoisted the Lombardi last year. Okay. So again, I spent a year in Cleveland, and trust me, that fan base would have given their left arm for one Super Bowl, and probably <laughs> still would. And I'm sure Detroit would, and Atlanta, and Houston, and you know, perennial losers. But I'm sure you've experienced some of this. You know, our teams have a ton of trophies. You know, the most. You know, in San Francisco and Pittsburgh. And we've been around long enough to enjoy some of them. I mean, even the 70s. I wouldn't do what I do for a living if the Steelers weren't great in the 70s. I I believe that to be wholeheartedly true, you know. Um, And and same for me with the 49ers in, you know, the late 80s, right? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You're you're a little younger than I am. It's, you know, your team followed my team, which is, I was born in 73. Steelers got great right about then. I mean, it was ingrained as me as I could crawl that Steelers are a way of life, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. However... (sighs) I often like to tell Steeler fans, hey, you could be Lion fans. I mean, these last 10 years or so, Steeler fans aren't happy because, yes, they go to the playoffs a lot. They haven't had a losing record since Tomlin has taken over. They're going to this year, but they also haven't been true contenders. I mean, maybe more than any team in the league, they have been that. Like last year, I thought the Raiders, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Eagles were playoff teams only in name. You know, like they they got in, but they had no chance. And the Steelers have been either that team or the team that would have got in with one more break like the last five years. That's not a great place to be. You know, Tomlin doesn't have a great record in the playoffs. It's still better than 80% of the fan bases, though. You know, <laughs> and like... This is the first year we're talking draft in late November. You know what I mean? I, I It'll be interesting to talk to Rams fans right now, which I'm sure they're yeah. still cool. But in two years, if this thing does in fall apart years. for the Rams, talk to Rams fans and see how they feel. And, you know, with the 49ers, they've gone up Truly and down. Uh, it, I, I, the way I look at it actually is probably more, I would think, just personally, I would think baseball. Because, you know, San Francisco Giants was my team. And I was actually more of a fanatic about baseball than I was about football. I've always been a little bit more analytical about football, more mm-hmm. of a fan about baseball. And with the San Francisco Giants, 1989, they lose the Earthquake World Series to the, the Oakland A's across the bay. Uh, and they were so close. And then they were really close again in 2002. They never won. And it was always so painful that they couldn't quite get there, couldn't quite win. 
And then they come in 2010, 2012, 2014, they win three out of five World Series. And that was amazing. It was the best time. I'm living in San Francisco while the Giants are winning these World Series. We're having parades. It's an amazing time, right? And then things kind of get a little bit worse. And the, the they have a team right now that's not fun to watch. And yeah. it's like you have to go out there and compete. Like, okay, those championships were fun. But that's gone. Euphoria is done for those, and it's been a little bit of it's been a little bit of time now. Um, but that that euphoria has been done for a while. So I think there is some truth to that. And you you always want to feel like your team has a shot at at doing something halfway through the season. And, and I think that's I think that's important. And I think in general, you will give your franchise as good of a shot for winning a Super Bowl than if you're trying to peak out and bottom out. Interesting, Absolutely. and you're more competitive throughout the 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 middle years as well. So I'll I'll bring it back to my hometown as well. We have three teams: we have the Penguins, the Pirates, the Steelers. The Penguins, when I grew up until I was about twelve, and they drafted Mary Lemieux, were the worst organization on the planet. But in the last thirty years or whatever, they have four cups. They have some of the best players that have ever skated. But lately, they are the perennial. Get in the playoffs, lose in the first round. Happens every year. And that's really frustrating. And they trade their first round pick every year at the trade deadline for some old guy to make a run. And we all know they're not going to win at all. That's not great. That's kind of where the Steelers are now. But in my lifetime, between the Steelers and Pens, they have a lot of rings. Everyone in town wears black and gold. I have a Penguin shirt on right now. And everyone wear, and they're always going to be super popular. Where the Pirates, (laughs) oh man. I mean, I grew up, we are family, Willie Stargell, you know I mean? Like, they were good when I was a kid. We went to games all the time. That was fun. Now they are so irrelevant that no one even cares a little. You know, like, they had the first pick of the draft, which I think they often do. I just assume he's going to be a Yankee in four years. You know, it doesn't even matter. Or he's just going to be bad. He's going to be terrible. They'll ruin him, and they'll take the cheap guy instead of the best guy, and he'll be a Yankee. And it doesn't, you know. You only go to the ballpark for beer and hot dogs and hang out with your buds. And those teams, like, it doesn't matter how many first-round picks you spend. You're still not going to win a championship. They have no chance. Yeah. And so they're irrelevant. That's the worst to me. Yeah, that's what you definitely don't want. That's what the Pirates have been. That's what, you know, the Jets were for a long time. That's what the Lions have been for a really long time. The Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know those teams would kill for a championship. But if it if you said if you win a title, but then you go back to 20 years of being that team again, I don't know if it's worth it. You're, I think we both agree you're not trying to just win one. You're trying to build a dynasty. And we both lived, grew up in dynasties, basically, with right. the teams we cover. And But the Rams have been good for a while. That's the goal. Yeah. No, they yeah. have. They have. They They're have. not going to be much longer. Real quick on the Rams. Like, I'm not making fun of any cities because my city's much more like Detroit or Cleveland than it is L.A., the Browns and Lions, despite their terrible play, have been very relevant in that city for a long time, and they're loved. Where it would worry me in L.A., and you could probably speak to this more than me, that if the Rams bought them out, no one might care at all. <laughs> well, the, the both the Chargers and Rams get outdrawn by away fan bases. I'm sure. And that's not the case with the Browns and the Lions, despite the losing. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, I mean, the Rams are a little different. I always called them... I always thought they had to be the Showtime Lakers. You know, you want all the big... I think that the reason they're built the way they are is to put is, yeah. Aaron Donald on billboards and, you know, Ramsey because they're 
fan base is different than others. There's a lot yeah. going on in LA. If the right. Rams aren't good, I'll go do something else. <laughs> you yeah, know you what gotta, I mean? You got to fight for that spotlight, unlike yeah. some other teams. And maybe that's why some ownership groups, like maybe the Browns, you know, don't know the ownership personally, but they seem to be okay with probably making a lot of money and not winning a whole bunch. Yeah. I mean, I, there's more fan, there's more ownership groups like that than people mm-hmm. want to know. To, I'll be yeah. very honest with you. That are very happy just not being terrible. We don't have to spend the cap limit. It's fine. Yeah. You know, let's get everyone in the seats. That's great. You know, it's a good business. Speaking of winning, is there a franchise out there that needs Sean Payton to be their head coach next year? Which team should that be? Let's talk about uh, the debate of who the best wide receiver in the NFL is. Is it Tyree Kill? Is it Justin Jefferson? Uh, is it maybe somebody else? Lots of great questions. And Deshaun Watson is now he the savior for those Cleveland Browns. Might they be hoisting a Lombardi at some point in the tro- in the future? Next. Taro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Taro. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, Canada, UK, Australia now. Book a spacious SUV. You want to go on that family road trip? They've got a big car for you to do that and fit everybody inside, all of your stuff, your backpacks, your tents, whatever it is you need to fit in that car. You can find a spacious SUV or minivan for that family road trip or that getaway. What about uh, you want to show up in style? You want a fancy vehicle for a fancy event? You want to impress some folks and roll up in something really nice? Well, you can find those classic and luxury cars as well at Turo. Uh, Maybe just a car to get, you know, economy, budget, get from point A to point B, run some errands, need a car one day, you can do that with Turo. Or maybe an electric vehicle, maybe this car that you want to test drive, really sit with it and, and know what it's like before you buy all of those things you can find from hosts at Turo. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Block Forever is the latest, and you can find it now on Audible Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He gives fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Khalil sits down with star players, coaches, former pros across the league, get real about what happens on the field but especially behind the scenes that's some of the most interesting stuff inside the locker rooms during team meetings back at the hotel uh players current players like christian mccaffrey talking about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football juju smith schuster gets honest and we know how he likes to talk uh about some other players maybe in positions in the league players psyches sports betting playing through pain uh combative teammates nothing is out of bounds on block forever a new series available anywhere you get your podcasts available everywhere now at audible get in the game all right how about sean payton this has been a big topic recently and there's been reports that sean payton is kind of eyeballing the arizona cardinals and the los angeles chargers as two teams which i would completely understand if those teams were to fire their head coaches if things go south especially the rest of the way for Uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers, but they have a chance to still get in the playoffs and make a run, which might save Brandon Staley's job. The Cardinals right now look like a team that's for sure going to be shopping for a head coach. And both those teams have young, really talented quarterbacks. Uh, 
And what a genius move if you are Sean Payton to walk away from that going all in, spending cap space you don't have, spending putting money on your credit card, trying to win now. Your Hall of Fame quarterback retires. You say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to step away for a year. Oh, look at this. Justin Herbert's team needs a head coach. Maybe I'll cruise right over here and jump into this job and win a whole bunch more games like I did with uh, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Is uh, Am I crazy thinking that the the Los Angeles Chargers would be the job to jump on and uh, they should maybe do everything they can to go get Sean Payton if he is indeed interested in coming back? Well, I don't think we meant this to be a coincidence or segue, but those two teams, the Arizona Cardinals and the Chargers, very well could define we're happy being good, not great, not being terrible. Like, they have that feel about them, like – ah, do I really want to give up a first-round pick and make him the highest-paid coach in the league? Or are we happy just kind of making the playoffs here and there and not being a competitor? I don't know that for a fact, but I think both ownership groups are closer to happy making money and mediocrity. That being said, I would love to see Peyton in either spot, especially the Chargers. I think you're 100% right that that is the dream matchup for Herbert, for Chargers fans, for everyone in the nation that wants, you know, a team to knock off the Bills and Chiefs. And, you know, uh, that is ideal. Arizona, on the other hand, I would love to see what Peyton can do with Kyler Murray and have a much, much more sophisticated offensive scheme, which would be the case in both those towns. I mean, they're right there with the Steelers as most high schoolish schemes in the league. But do you think Kyler's going to do the work? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm Peyton, I don't know that I want to coach Kyler because when Call of Duty comes out, all of a sudden he doesn't know the playbook anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that would worry me. That would absolutely worry me. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if, do you take the competition into account? Do you want to go into the same division as oh, yeah. a reaching your prime Patrick Mahomes coached by Andy Reid? Or would you rather go into the NFC West and there's some good teams, some really good head coaches in that division, but nobody's quite set up like the Chiefs are for, no. to be a long-term thorn in your side. I think you definitely have to take that into account. Uh, I forget the list that I put together in the offseason of if I'm a, it was right around coaching hire time, what's most important to me? Ownership's at the top of the list for sure. Division is fourth or fifth on the list, you know, and – Frankly, I would rather be in any division other than the Chiefs. I mean, the Bills are high on the list, but like, who do I who do I have to knock off? I tell a story all the time. Like, the year I was with the Browns, when we started our draft meeting, Phil Savage would say a prayer. Good for him. I, I mean, do whatever you want. And then he would say, okay, how do we beat the Steelers? Because they were 15-1 and one that year. You know, like, I don't want to have to go every day to work going, how do I beat Mahomes and Reed? Because I'm not sure I can't. Is there any other teams you like for Sean Payton out there? Any jobs Carolina? opening up? You think? I mean, I think for Carolina, they could use Sean Payton. Sure. Is that the best job for Sean Payton would be the question? Because he gets to pick his own quarterback. That's uh, a much better situation divisionally with some. I mean, you know what that he is. He knows the division. Right? Yeah. And you, you, you might be able to own that division again for a long time. I also think that owner 
I guess is a positive. I mean, I don't know if Tepper's a good NFL owner or not. I do know he'll pay me well. <laughs> you know, like that's a factor. Hey, I mean, I got to feed the family. I'm not the Sean Payton's hurting for groceries. But <laughs> I think Carolina would be enticing. Um, but they're probably going to pick fifth. I mean, is, is C.J. Stroud or Levis who you really want? You know, you don't really exactly get to pick your quarterback. You get to pick second quarterback, which is okay. You know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, it'd be different if you could have traded for Watson or you could have got, you know, had a chance to go get somebody that you knew. I don't know that any of those guys will be on the move this year. Um, but that division's also very winnable. I mean, Tampa, we didn't lump Tampa Bay with the Rams in the first segment, but they're going down that road soon too, you know. That was sort of a secondary question too about the quarterback market this coming off season. Uh, we don't have time to go into this fully, but it, the short answer to the question from one of our listeners is, yeah, it, it looks like a lot less likely there's going to be a ton of quarterback movement on the trade market right. next year. A lot of those yeah. guys have already been traded up, and uh, some of the ones that teams might want to get rid of, you know, you, it, nobody is anybody going to really be jumping all over themselves to help out the the Broncos and go get Russell Wilson and, and recover no. that? No. no, no Carson Wentz? No. Um, no. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. There is some connection there. Like Jimmy Garoppolo broke some of his mm-hmm. records, right, at uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, Sean Payton. So maybe stopgap Jimmy G with Sean Payton next year if he goes to a team without a quarterback. Maybe. There's not a lot out there. Not a lot out there at quarterback this year. We've seen a ton of quarterback movement. Maybe Aaron Rodgers somehow becomes available. Maybe I was going to say Rodgers, Carr, yeah. and Jimmy. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. maybe the ones – but – how enticing is that at this stage? That's not Watson, you know, as yeah. a fifth-year guy or whatever. You or know? what they thought they were getting in Russell Wilson. Exactly. Russell Wilson was more exactly. valuable then than they are now probably. Maybe not. I mean, I Aaron Rodgers for like a, a one-and-done sort of a run, maybe. But that's maybe. a different scenario than taking up a team and rebuilding and then going to get Aaron Rodgers. That's That doesn't seem right either. You'd have to believe that you are ready, ready to win. So. Right. Like yeah, Carolina doesn't fit that bill to me. No, even though they might be closer than you, than their record makes it look. I agreed, agreed. Uh, but uh, the, the two teams that come to mind with Rodgers are the Colts, because that's what they do, and yeah. they do have a foundation, and the Jets. Mm. <laughs> the Jets, that would be kind of fun. I didn't that would be fun. Go from one LaFleur to the other, Jets. just like Favre go from Packers to Jets. You know, I mean, weapons all over. They'd be a good team. They would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How about that? Plant that little nugget. Ooh, I like that a lot. All right. (laughs) Uh, So, Deshaun Watson. What's it mean to the Cleveland Browns? Next. Today's episode brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, you know, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. It's so important to get the right people into your business, whether you're hiring the right coaches, you're drafting and and signing the right players, building that culture. It's the same at small businesses. And I've worked at businesses uh, that all different kinds of fields that you know sometimes it just it's not working they brought in bad people you hate your co-workers you're inefficient in the workplace you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available to help out your business when you're hiring not just a couple of yahoos that walk through the door that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free all you do is you add your job to the purple hiring frame on your linkedin profile spreads the word to the massive LinkedIn network that you're hiring. And then there's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience 
so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's go to Joshua, who has a question about Deshaun Watson. What are your expectations for Deshaun Watson this week? Do the Browns show him off, get him slinging it a little bit, or do they lean on Chubb and escape Houston with as little Watson conversation as possible? And yeah, this is a, you know this is that one you circle on the calendar, and it's I don't know if they did it on purpose, but Deshaun Watson gets to play his first game in how many days was it? Seven hundred and something. Seven hundred. 700 days since he's last played, and the team he last played for is the team he's going to play against this week in the Houston Texans. But how rusty is this guy? He's got to be somewhat rusty right now. So, yeah, I think I think maybe you hide him a little bit. Yeah, I would say the emotions of your former team is far from ideal. Going to that building, I mean, there might be – victims involved or signage like crazy oh and, for sure and no doubt lot, you know there's gonna yeah. be a lot of that yeah yes yeah i mean that's really rough i'm just talking about football here i mean i don't i don't care about him as a human being to be honest with you but in terms of going and playing a game that's going to complicate matters more than if it was in denver or seattle you know and no matter what it would be complicated but this makes it worse but they're so bad <laughs> that it doesn't matter i mean they're far and away the 32nd best team in the league to me. So that makes it ideal that emotions and environment aside, I don't think you need much from your quarterback, whether it was Brissett, Watson, Mike White, some high school guy, whatever, to beat this team with the running game they have. So I would not ask much of him as a passer, as a quarterback, unless it disaster hits and, you're trailing by seven in the fourth quarter, which I can't imagine. It's almost the best scenario in some ways that you get to play that team first, get it out of the way, and it'll probably be kind of a circus, get through that hump, and they're a bad enough team that you can hand the ball off to Nick Chubb 37 times and still Mm -hmm. get out of there with the W, get your revenge out of the way. We beat that team. I didn't have to go out there slinging a bunch and throw four interceptions and and lose, right? Because that's that's what you absolutely don't want to have happen if you're the Browns and you're Deshaun Watson is you're forced to throw. You're behind in that game, and you're rusty, and you throw some interceptions. You actually throw the game away. Then it's like – then that lingers for you. You want to get out of there with the win as easy as possible and then put all that stuff behind you and you have an opportunity to do that um with with the least resistance because of how bad the team is the worst team in the league that you're going to play against now mm-hmm. and does this does this help the Houston Texans play up a little bit do they get up for this game that maybe like this sure. is their Super Bowl maybe you know maybe, maybe there's some players on the team that don't even like Deshaun Watson that played with him right um maybe there's some raw feelings there where the the crowd you know that he wanted out the crowd is going to be against Deshaun Watson right Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that part's rough. So but I also think it's kind can, of a preseason feel to it in terms of the opponents. But for the for the Texans, this is their Super Bowl. That, yes. Yeah. You know, maybe this this is this is enough of a get up for it game. And as bad as some teams are in the NFL, any team can lose to any team just about in the NFL on any given week. 
So I agree. that I agree. could make it. Yeah. If you're the Browns, you definitely want to be able to run the ball, get out of there easy. But how much of a fight do the Texans put up? Do they make this actually more difficult than they have in some other games this year? That'll be interesting to watch. The more I think about it, the more I think it's a good situation for the Browns and Watson because you get the most emotional game out of the way and should get a W, and you don't probably have to play your best to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and if you lose, it's disaster, obviously. But I think that they're bad enough with your running game and Miles Garrett and a semblance of a defense that I, I don't think you have to be super sharp. That being said, I'm starting him in fantasy. (laughs) Because you want to or because you have to? I have Goff, Daniel Jones, and Watson. I'm starting him in fantasy. He's he's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Let's see if he's still Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 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 It's it's definitely, it makes this, it makes a Browns-Texans game much more interesting. And I will tune into a lot more of that game than I would have. No question. No question. We talked about this one in the past. Quick answer. Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year? It's close. I'm going to go with Tyreek. I mean, his numbers aren't as legendary as they were a month ago. I mean, they were historic, best year ever type guy. And this is often my Hall of Fame debate is why I'd I'd, I'd put Calvin Johnson in before Isaac Bruce is Mm -hmm. I think I would rather play man coverage all day against Justin Jefferson than Tyreek Hill. I would rather do – I'd rather line up against Bruce than – Calvin Johnson all day. I think Tyree kills the scariest player in the league. Yeah. I, I think I agree with him being maybe the best receiver and the scariest, but I think his offense, his team, the way it's built a little more opened up for him. Justin yeah. Jefferson has to do more for his team. So the word valuable, I'll lean toward Justin Jefferson for most valuable for talking. Okay. About okay. The most valuable offensive player. If that's what the offensive player of the year award is all about, like where would, where would the Vikings be without Justin Jefferson? I think Miami would be better off without Tyreek than Minnesota would be without Jefferson. That's a good point. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for making us your first listen. Matt and I back tomorrow previewing week 13 right here. Peacock and Williamson.